0: Hi, everyone. We're back. Relationships revisited. Took a little bit of a break last week. There wasn't an episode posted because I was celebrating our 21st anniversary with my dear wife. We went to Panama. It was awesome. But we're back. And today, I'd like to talk about something that I was thinking about last week as I was reviewing the Torah portion, which is something that Jews tend to do for thousands of years already, and connecting to ideas in that Torah portion that were relevant to me. So, one thing that we see in last week's Torah portion was this concept of the second Passover sacrifice yes, the Pesach Sheni. And the Pesach Sheni is, is fascinating. Right? First of all, the, the, the first Korban Pesach, the first Passover offering, that mitzvah, that commandment has such a central role in Jewish life. It's so much about Jewish identity. It's what we we redo today as um, the Passover Seder. The Passover Seder that I think is the widely, most widely observed Jewish ritual. That that's really a, a, a um, reenactment of the Passover offering. And it's central to Jewish identity. So what would happen if a person did not bring this Passover sacrifice? If they didn't bring the Passover, offering the Passover sacrifice, the Korban Pesach, on the 14th of the month of Nisan. So in last week's portion, the Torah says clearly, okay, you didn't do it, you didn't bring it for whatever reason, you were far away, you were unable to, whatever. Next month, one month later, on the 14th of ER, one month later, Want to do-over, we're gonna do it again. And this is fascinating because as we relate to, let's say we relate to God in the Torah, there are so many expectations, there are so many commandments, there are so many demands. And as a recipient, being on the receiving end of that, there's a pressure, there's a pressure to have to be a certain way to a certain perfectionistic attitude that we can we can apply to that relationship, that I better get this right, I better do this well or else. And that perfectionism is really damaging. It's damaging to the person, it's damaging to um, a human's own relationship with his the divine and his soul, and it creates a really harsh setup, a really harsh critical setup that if I don't get it right, then... Uh oh! Uh oh! Uh oh! It's not a safe relational space. So the Torah comes along and it says, "Let's let's be clear here. If you miss it, that's okay. If you make a mistake, if there are, if there's a miss next month, let's try it again. So there's this repair that's built into the system." And this is this is explicitly by this second Passover offering, this Korban Pesach Sheni. It's explicit, but it's really the undertone, the backdrop of all of Torah. It's just stated explicitly here, but there's this concept of return, of tshuva, that is preceded Torah in a sense. It's what happens when the relationship is damaged, when there's a mistake and there's a miss. What do we do then? And what the Pesach Sheni so clearly states is that there's a larger process here of a relationship. Okay, so where there's a miss, things happen, stuff happens. Now what? Now let's let's acknowledge that, and let's figure out how to repair it, because the long term long term concern is the depth and the nature of the relationship. And Hashem is telling us that I know that. All deepening, all true growth, and relating to one another in a, an authentic, real way requires that relationship to incorporate within it the possibility, the certainty, I should say, actually, of misses, of mistakes, of hurts, of blunders that, that need to be repaired And God is clearly telling us, and here's the repair, and there's always a repair. It's never too late to repair. And that makes space within the relationship for our humanness. That's what Hashem wants. So it's built into the system as a feature. It's not a bug. Which then allows us to engage in that space in a much more loving, open, vulnerable way, which is really what is desired from both parties. And we can certainly apply this to our human relationships as well. Thinking as parents, for example. As parents, we want to teach our children that when something happens where there's hurt, or maybe they fail, we want to teach them that growth mindset of, okay, what can you learn from this? What can you do better next time? It's supposed to happen. It's not a mistake. It's not a bug. It's a feature. With our spouses as well. It's not supposed to be perfect. It never was. Perfection would not be a true relationship. The authenticity, the vulnerability, the connection comes out in the possibility of mistakes, blunders, failures, and then the repair. That's what creates a a real relationship. So I was thinking about this and certainly to make it as long as many couples make it, especially if they are connected and feeling close and continually growing with one another there needs to be space for that and that space needs to grow and grow and grow and deepen and deepen so it can contain whatever comes up so that we don't lose each other but the relationship just strengthens around whatever happens and that's my blessing for myself and my wife in our now going on 22nd year and for all of us in relationships where whichever relationship you apply this to, just to know that there has to be space for these type of mess-ups. And it's just part of deepening and growing and trust that with time and effort and just showing up fully, that's the direction things will go. So thanks again for joining me on Relationships Revisited, and I look forward to seeing you again in The Space Between.